Welcome to the Scrum.org Community Podcast, a podcast from the home of Scrum. In this podcast, we feature professional Scrum trainers and other Scrum practitioners sharing their stories and experiences to help learn from the experience of others. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to the Scrum.org Community Podcast. I'm your host, Dave West, CEO here at Scrum.org, and I'm really excited because um, I'm, I'm talking to somebody on the other side of the world, which still, uh, I guess, because I'm old, I think is amazing. Uh, so I'm having a conversation with Fazine Arnes, uh, who's in Melbourne, from Australia, on the other side of the world. Welcome to the podcast, uh, Fazine. Thank you very much, Dave. It's my pleasure to be here communicating to someone on the other side of the world, as you say. <laughs> um, I also want to say hello to uh, uh, maybe some members of the PSD community who might be listening, uh, and they actually possibly call me Fez uh, as well. So if you want oh. to call me Fez, you're very welcome to. Oh, Fez, that sounds amazing. So, so um, thank you for coming. Thank you for spending these um, sort of uh, fifteen or so minutes with us today talking about this. The place to begin really is to introduce yourself to our listeners, and um, not only introduce yourself but also share a little bit. Uh, um, a little bit of valuable stuff, but also a fun fact, you know, tell them a little bit of fun fact, just so that they get to know who you are. Mm. Um, I think uh, maybe the fun fact starts way back when I was little. I come from a family of teachers. My mom's a teacher, my aunt's a teachers. We're all academics. And so I grew up knowing that the one thing I never wanted to do in my life was to be some sort of teacher or trainer. So... That's uh, that's worked out wonderfully well for me. Um, yeah. Uh, would you like me to share a bit more about what brought me to professional scrum training specifically? Oh no, let's 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 go there. I was just wondering. Yeah. So, um, yeah, your 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 parents must be proud right now. They're like, finally, they she's realised <laughs> what a fabulous profession this this really is, and you get to teach something that's probably more interesting than uh, reading, writing, and arithmetic. You get to teach uh, professional scrum. Yeah, I, I still actually remember the first time uh, when I finally made it and became a, a PSD. I called up. Uh, my mom and dad and I told them and mom was in particular so proud even though she had very little comprehension of what <laughs> I was talking about um, but my parents are very proud of sharing that I am one of 300 only 300 plus PSDs in the world they make sure that this is uh, announced at the most family gatherings so um, yeah it, it, it definitely makes me very proud. Well, that's that's good. That's good. Uh, I'm glad you're proud. Yes, it's good to make your parents proud. So, so yeah, let's launch into it. Um, let's your journey. I mean, you're here now, a PST teaching oh, a lot of our classes. Actually, how did you get from, you know, how did you get there? Where was your journey? Tell me a little bit about your uh, your journey to this position. So from not teaching, I went into uh, professionally, I wanted to be an architect. So that also worked out wonderfully, wonderfully for me because um, I, I ended up changing countries. So I grew up in Bangladesh um, and I moved to uh, Melbourne, Australia with my family about 12 years ago now, maybe 13 years nearly. Um, and so my career changed. And when I left university, I my first job was as a business analyst in an IT project in a big four bank. And I had graduated with an arts degree. 
which is to say I'd never studied a day of finance or IT or anything that I was doing in my life. Um, and I think I am able to be a scrum master, an agile coach, a professional scrum trainer today, purely through the mentorship of a lot of the colleagues uh, and mentors I found on my journey. Um, in particular, uh, though, I discovered fairly early on in my career, I will say, as I was working in projects, um, that I had the privilege of not having to unlearn what we now call traditional ways of working. So my first project was an agile project or a scrum project. Um, and I didn't know what scrum or not scrum or not agile was basically. Um, and these ways of working, as we call it, came so innately naturally to me that I became very passionate about sharing with others what came naturally to me, um, which put me on the journey to become potentially a, a, a trainer. And it wasn't until I left uh, after a few years, um, that, that organization to become a consultant that I attended my first ever professional scrum training course. And my trainer was uh, Craig Drayton, who's I believe no longer a PhD. Um, but um, I remember 15 minutes into the course, I said, this is what I want to do with my life. That's, that's awesome. Do you think that having an art degree actually made you more open you said you hadn't got to unlearn anything etc but also just the, the 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 nature of art and design and the visual world makes you think about empiricism think about looking at how things change etc yes yeah, so arts uh, in in australia is the degree you do which might actually be humanities elsewhere oh okay so humanities and social sciences but to, absolutely to your point i think um, I was, uh, I was studying things that were about understanding people, understanding society. I majored in criminology and, uh, uh -huh. in economics. So everything from, uh, uh, you know, working in complexity, working with people, leveraging the power of innate human potential really, uh, definitely comes to, uh, came to play in, in, in my profession and in particular critical analytical thinking because mm. I wrote so many essays. I did so much research. Yeah, yeah. 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 And and obviously criminology and uh, and economics, you think about systems, you think about cause and effect, you think about constraints. Uh, in criminology, obviously it's it's laws and you know things like that. And um, so all of those things come to come to play. All right. So you you you're working at a bank, you do, do scrum using scrum you know do you fall into the scrum master role there or accountability sorry i'm still even though it's been over a year now i still occasionally slip but the um the accountabilities did you sort of fall into that or did you sort of say that's for me how did that go yeah um i was taking on the accountability more than anything else um i was working with scrum masters very closely but if I may say so myself, I was an excellent business analyst, but uh, I think I held the developer accountability essentially really well. So for me, as I mentioned, I wasn't, um, I didn't come from a technology or finance background. And so I, I was writing my requirements, essentially understanding that the only people who would read my requirements or need to understand my requirements, so to speak, are programmers or testers, so to speak. 
Um, and so I was sitting next to them. I was sitting next to them, watching their screens, watching them write lines of code. I was doing terrible wireframes on paint to help explain to them what it was that I wanted things to look like. Um, so I, I held the developer accountability too well. And I essentially was my biggest blocker to, uh, or impediment really, to growing into uh, holding a full-time Scrum Master accountability. I was only taking that role on uh, in, in that organization, it was a role when, let's say, our Scrum Master was on leave. And um, I, I therefore, it wasn't, I wasn't able to hold that uh, role or accountability until I left the organization. Um, and when I left the organization to become a consultant, I still struggled for the first year or so to not be uh, sort of that duo business analyst, Scrum Master, one of each. Um, and it took me a good year before I was able to step purely into uh, uh, roles that organizations offered as a scrum master or even an agile coach. Yeah. So, okay. So, and, that, and do you feel that that gave you something, you being just focused on scrum mastery and, and delivering the, you know, service to the team, to the organization, to the product owner, did that give you, being able to focus on that, freed you to really help the team improve and help the basically the value be delivered better i i realized that i actually had a lot to learn uh, my biggest uh, uh strength early on was helping essentially the developer unit uh, or development team as it was called back in the day um, i actually had to learn a lot more about product management to help my product owners um, and about facilitation and coaching. And I it did a lot of study and I was mentored a lot before I was able to add value. But yes, I did see that the minute I shifted, um, uh, uh, I, I could sense the change in, in terms of people I interacted and work with. I'm, I'm grateful to say that even though I changed projects or teams and organizations fairly frequently, which is the life and times of consultant, um, I have always managed to have at least one person keep in touch, which I've only discovered recently uh, that I now have 20 plus people who I semi-regularly keep in touch with. And all of them mention this, the impact Scrum or Scrum Mastery has had on their lives. So tell me a little bit, I'd love to sort of lean into that. So how did it affect your life I mean you didn't see the old way I, I you know we've talked to a on this series we talked to a bunch of people that were building it using traditional approach and it was horrible and life was Gantt charts and status meetings and you know red green blue you know sorry you know red green uh, yellow I guess or amber depending on your country um uh, it, it was horrible and then they found scrum and it was like oh it's like this moment this thing came from the mountain and they were like whoa that's awesome uh, and they're like you didn't have that so tell me how scrum as you lent into the scrum master role really changed your life let's you know and and, and the people you worked with mm. um scrum gave me uh, Scrum gives me a sense of control and also continuous improvement, which is interesting. So I'm a student, I'm an academic at heart, I'm a learner, and Scrum challenges me uh, to learn continuously. I, 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 I feel like there's always room for improvement. I feel like I can challenge myself and challenge others to do the same. So it keeps things exciting. But 
this the, the 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 boundaries within which to create that scrum provides it really allows me to create without feeling like i am a chaos i'm running chaos monkey in my mind it really gives me a sense of control uh, and i think um uh, we mentioned i mentioned this when i'm when i'm teaching courses so much that we are trying to find predictability in an essentially unpredictable environment and scrum is an excellent tool to do that for me um i i i, I run my personal life in sprints <laughs> um, I run my personal life with my partner in sprints. We started dating in sprints. I don't know if this is too much information, but that's exactly uh, uh, that's, no, what, it's, that's what we did. I'm, I'm sure there's only one product owner, and I don't think it's. <laughs> I think it's probably you. I'm just 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 saying that. Bingo. Yeah, exactly. Now it's it's really interesting that you talked about you know sort of like having some level of control. I that also resonates really strongly with me. I even though I, I sort of hide behind being a little bit more on the uh, creative and bouncy sort of side, I find that really horrible and I need structure. And Scrum gives me that without too much structure, um, which, is, which is really, really good. So how did you, you know, you, you went to that first um, uh, class and you were like, oh, I want to be this person. I want to. Mm. I want to be at the front, not at the, not at the back or, or in the middle, however you were. Mm. Um, how did you then become a PST? Yeah. So those two days, and I still have the notebook that I littered with notes. Greg was coming up with one-liners left, right, and center, and I remember following yeah, up did. with him after and said, um, "How, how, how did you?" come into this uh, this role. And so I learned a lot about becoming PSD from him, but I was also very privileged in that same organization that I was working for a consultancy. There was another PSD also in the organization. His name is um, Erwin, uh, wonderful mentor of mine. <laughs> and uh, Erwin is, is, is so, so incredible. So when I learned that I had two PSDs in the organization and this is what I wanted to do, I essentially um, stalked them to help me uh, go on the journey. So for about a, a good year uh, after that, I was studying, I was being mentored by them. I was asking for live experience to my consultancy to say, please put me in roles that will allow me to practice. So I'm not making up the experience because I didn't want to apply for the, the, the PSD license until I had sufficient experience under my belt. Um, I've, I've, I think I've been to enough uh, trainings if I may call it that, where people are sort of making up stories, and uh, uh, I, I didn't want to be—I didn't want to be one of them. Um, and uh, yes, yeah, so I, 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 it was purely mentorship uh, of Evan and Craig. Uh, and then I—I I remember when I went to my uh, train the trainer as well. It was run by Craig and Erwin. So it was, uh, it was very confronting and wonderful because they were giving me feedback both at the train the trainer, but also after the fact. Uh, so I had a lot of guidance. Um, uh, I then, uh, at some point in the journey, uh, my organization recruited another PSD, Lachlan, who's still a PSD. Yeah. Uh, and uh, by the time it was my peer review, I had all the PSDs, except for Craig, in 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 my uh in my organization on my peer review so that was uh that was a very interesting place to be but the, yeah that that brought me to my final tipping point interesting yeah and and some other and you met other pst's along the way um yes. as part of that peer review as well we normally get a few interesting characters and 
sometimes Ken drops in and you're not sure you want that, to be honest. It's a little scary for everybody. Yes. Um, cool. Well, that, that's super interesting. It's great to have you in the community. And uh, that journey uh, is, is interesting and I'm sure our listeners uh, value it. Um, and it's always good to see liberal arts, that different sort of set of experience, that diversity. And, it, and it's great that you're not a software engineer, actually, because there's a lot of those as well. And uh, it's great to have that balance. The last thing, which is something I asked everybody that I've, I've, I've done these, um, these interviews with or these discussions with, these podcasts with, the last thing is about professional Scrum. And I'd love you to leave for our listeners what professional Scrum means to you. Um, what, what does it mean? Yeah. Bez, what do you think? Professional Scrum to me, is about leveraging people's ability, innate ability to co-create, to solve problems together, uh, to learn, to improve. Um, in particular, as a professional Scrum trainer, I find that I'm constantly tapping in to the minds of PSDs all over the world, and I'm learning and growing. And as I work with teams in person or as I train, I learn from people in classrooms. I learn from people in organizations. Um, and I hope they learn, if nothing else, that professional Scrum is about leveraging our innate ability to solve problems together. That's, uh, that's a really powerful. I normally do some witty sort of thing at the end, but that's a really powerful leaving statement. Um, Thank you for your time. Thank you uh, for talking to us from across the other side of the world. It's been a great conversation. I've certainly enjoyed it. Learned some little few things along the way. Uh, and um, thank you for our listeners. Um, I hope you enjoyed that. And uh, I'll talk to you all soon. Bye, Fez. Thanks, Dave.